Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was the slap scene round the world, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. It's been a while since I felt this sort of anxiety coming into a Monday morning show. <laughs> but the Oscars last night were unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. Listen to me. Was it a slap? Was it a punch? Was Will defending his woman? I personally... Did Chris Rock know why the joke was bad when it happened? And also... So many questions. AJ told me a little inside, uh, insider that they had to <laughs> pan away from Venus Williams <laughs> because the, the, most the whole chaotic, fight... Listen, good morning. Tell them good morning. Happy Monday. Okay, good morning, good morning. So it was the most chaotic moment because what was happening, and we were getting... Uh, so we were on Twitter, my partner and I watching it live, and the, the Will Smith... Chris Rock debacle, right? Yes, which and, we have a lot of opinions and other, on. And other, other uh, outlets around the world did not edit. So we actually went and found the unedited version. <gasps> we actually saw and heard everything that was really happening in real time. And then also found out that when they kept panning away from Will Smith during his speech later on, there was so much snot coming down his nose and he, just, he spit when he was oh on stage. Oh my God, babe. So that felt inappropriate for cameras. So they panned to the box of Venus and Serena Williams who are the daughters of the real King Richard, who he portrayed in the film, right? Right. Well, then they kept panning back and forth, and then they just shut it down, and it said Oscars for about a good 30 to 40 seconds. Apparently, Venus Williams had a nipple slip. Listen to me. Her dress, her boob was falling out of her dress there, at that moment. There's nothing better to me than a good argument, a fight, and then watching it all with your titty out. Like, it that feels just, so honey, on brand. It was so much. And and, and this was also Will Packer uh, directed, produced and directed this show. And it was already being touted as, like, the most diverse show in Oscars history. Honey, there was something for everyone last well, night. Well, you know what? I would prefer this kind of conversation than the very basic conversation we've had for years. Well, like, nobody's saying oh, hashtag Oscars so white after last night. No, they're not. Not happening. You know, it's funny because we. I, I don't want to give away too much of what we said, but I've been following a lot of black women that I adore. I think that are strong. I think that um, we should be listening to and whether or not you like what's going on, there is a major shift happening at these awards part. shows mm -hmm. and they needed to happen. It mm -hmm. was crazy to think that also Jada was really ultimately one of the only black women at the awards show. Up, I mean, you could, front and center. Uh, yes. That was front mm -hmm. and center. Um, and for her to be the one to start getting to get picked on, yeah. it's uh, it's it's a whole conversation that we'll have 
Uh, There's so show. many layers to it. Okay, so well, in many. other news, before we get to news on the beat, yes. Billie Eilish uh, won an Oscar. How was she? I was in Seattle with her Saturday night yes! and Sunday night. She was in LA winning an Oscar <laughs> with her brother Phineas. She was incredible. I, we'll talk about it throughout the morning. It was it was incredible. You have a lot to talk about, too. I feel like we need to catch up with each other today. Yes. Um, but right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. What's going on in the world? Okay, well, there is a lot going on, and let me get to it because I only have the news pulled up of... Uh, the slap heard around the world. Uh, a liberal organization is putting up billboards all over Florida to respond to the Don't Say Gay bill with just two short words. Say gay. Uh, this bill would ban teachers and schools from including discussions of LGBTQ people in curriculum, something that equality advocates advocates have said will make LGBTQ youth feel ashamed as if their identity is so bad that it can't be mentioned in polite company. The bill has passed the state legislator and Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to sign it. Nevertheless, uh, the super PAC Southern Progress is putting up billboards denouncing it in Tallahassee, Orlando, and Jacksonville for a month that say, say gay in bold capital letters. Another billboard design will just say gay. Listen, you can pass the bills, you can do the bans, but we're going to fight back. We always do. Amen. I was at a drag show yesterday, a drag brunch, and I was looking around, and I'm telling you, I would hate to not be a part of our community. We really are so fun. We really do make everything just so delightful, so glittery, so exciting. I can't imagine a world where people would hate us. God, love us. Well, we live in it. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I'm obsessed with us. Okay, let's get into weather. A high of 61 in LA today, 76 in Vegas with light drizzle, 76 in Palm Springs, 82 in Houston, and 76 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day, baby. Here's your vibe of the day. Opportunities multiply as they are seized. So go after life. Go after life, honey. Uh, now we do want to tell you about a chance uh, that you could win something major. I was in Vegas this weekend, so I have to remind you that Channel Q wants to fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for a weekend getaway to see the chain smokers enter to win at wearechannelq.com for your chance to win round-trip airfare for two two-night hotel stay and two tickets to see the chain smokers at one of their residencies at Encore Beach Club. Just head over to wearechannelq.com and enter for your chance to win a wild weekend getaway to Vegas, baby. You don't want to miss it. Now, coming up, not entirely into monogamy or polyamory, maybe you're ambiamorous. We discuss what that means for you and your relationship coming up in seven minutes good morning b channel q welcome back to the show i know we promised something else right now but it only makes sense to talk about the oscars it's the thing that everybody is waking up this morning thinking about i haven't seen a water cooler moment like this since before the pandemic honey uh, it's pretty wild we thought the award shows were dead but honey they're alive and well uh last night uh but i know everybody's talking about will smith we want to shine some light on somebody who's been on our show, who's near and dear to us here at The Morning yes. Beat. Shining, a beautiful lady in red, Ariana DeBose, uh, for the second time in Oscars history, uh, she was able to be recognized as the gorgeous actress she was for playing Anita in West Side Story, winning Best Supporting Actress Oscar for her version of the character, uh, and she looked gorgeous. She, her speech was beautiful. We have a little audio of her speech. Take a listen. Imagine this little girl in the back seat of a white Ford Focus. Look into her eyes. You see a queer, openly queer woman of color, an Afro-Latina, who found her strength in life through art. And that's what I believe we're here to celebrate. So, 
So to anybody who has ever questioned your identity, ever, 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 or find your, you find yourself living in the gray spaces, I promise you this, there is indeed a place for us. I could not be more proud and excited and happy. She said there's a place for us. That's a line from West Side Story. Yeah. There's a, a place for Barbara us. Barbara Streisand also once sang it and it was beautiful. So good. Um, I think that it's really important that we have this type of diversity. I think it's really important to see women of color and men of color a part of the queer community uh, winning these huge roles. 60 years, like you said, 60 years after Rita Moreno won for the same role. Yeah. Uh, she's not only the first openly queer woman of color to win, she's also the first openly queer woman of color to ever have been nominated. I mean, and it's crazy. Like, you have to think about that. Only 60 years. It's really not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And as much as the Oscars has wanted to make these big moves with the Time's Up movement, I think that they've been trying, but also they've been uh, ashamed for Oscar So White. Yes, they've been diversifying for years now. And now we're seeing what happens when you're diverse that it's finally starting to come to fruition on the other end you know will smith is the is the is the is the guy everyone's talking about today will smith and chris rock what really went down we're going to get into that and into the actual slap in what's popping at the end of this hour but i will say that when will smith won for best actor reminder only the fifth black man to ever win um he gave quite an impassioned speech richard williams was a fierce defender of his family. In this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. Making this film, I got to protect Ingenue Ellis, who was one of the most, the strongest, most delicate people I've ever met. I got to protect Sanaya and Demi, the two actresses that played Venus and Serena. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. And I know to do what we do, you gotta be able to take abuse, you gotta be able to have People talk crazy about you. In this business, you gotta be able to have people disrespecting you. And you gotta smile and you gotta pretend like that's okay. But Richard Williams, Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I just want to point out as well, um, as just a, just as a reminder, remember Heath Ledger was so incredible mm-hmm. and he was so deep in the character that he mm-hmm. played that he ended up having to take his own life. That he OD'd and couldn't handle it all. And, and yeah. as actors, I think they get so deep in their character. That's why it's so entertaining. That's why they win these Oscars. Mm-hmm. And I think that he says multiple times, I protected my family in the film. And he's saying, and I protected my family now. Well, most often, so often lead actors win for portraying real people. He played a real person, Richard Williams. You yeah. know, uh, Jessica Chastain, we're going to talk about her in a moment. She played Tammy Faye Baker. Like, she also portrayed a real person. And you get into the psyche of that person. And Richard Williams is an, a very, very fascinating human being. Um I think that while we're going to talk about the slap later, I do not condone the violence anywhere ever, right? Ever. I also, as a human being, have such respect for Will Smith to get up there after the fact and to give that speech and to reveal so much of himself. 
Right. I mean, you have to remember these people. We'll never understand where they're coming from. They're in front of millions. Everybody has an opinion. Oh, he's got a great life. Do you know how much he's been torn down for so many years? And like, again, I just, I as a standalone speech for me, uh, it's one of the most memorable speeches, whether you agree with him or not, of all time. Just to see this A-list actor in his prime, winning his first Oscar, snot rolling down his face, crying shaking, visibly upset uh, after defending his wife. We're going to talk about the slap in a moment, but I do want to give some love to Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Because she, as Tammy Faye Baker, Baker, was unreal, but she had a message for our community as well. Suicide is a leading cause of death in the United States. It's touched many families. It's touched mine. And especially members of the LGBTQ community who oftentimes feel out of place with their peers. We're faced with um, discriminatory and bigoted legislation that is sweeping our country with the only goal of further dividing us. There's violence and hate crimes being perpetuated on innocent civilians all over the world. And in times like this, I think of Tammy, and I'm inspired by her radical acts of love. We've talked about love a lot tonight. Mm. I think that Jessica Chastain is such a beautiful actress and a beautiful human, and mm-hmm. I haven't really heard from her in a couple of years. I felt like it's her first Oscar. She's been nominated three times, I believe, and to finally win one is pretty impressive stuff. I think it's and, great. And you talk about Oscars so white. It was not white last night. She was the only like white, fully able-bodied person to win an Oscar, uh, and the man who won for uh, supporting the actor. Deaf signed the entire thing so beautiful uh and then of course will smith and ariana it was a very diverse oscars i do want to remind you though the national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 thank you jessica for bringing light to that uh like i said we are going to talk about will smith a little bit later on yeah because it goes deeper than all of that it also goes into his sexuality the rumors that have surrounded him for years and what he and his wife have like shared about their relationship the last yeah. couple of years uh, yeah. Will smith's book came out this year that was very cathartic for him it's a lot there's so much to unpack there and uh like you said i don't condone violence but i i condone what will did i appreciate jessica chastain congratulations to ariana debose we're making moves and sometimes you got to shake everything up and just see where it lands and i think that's what's happening and i'm mm-hmm. here for it all right coming up we are talking i'm sorry we we were doing so a this weekend, uh, yes, you went right. to see Billie yes, Eilish. Yes, got a big weekend, and I, I was at Billie Eilish. I want to tell our fans about that, and also I want to tell our fans about something you did this this weekend. They can support very soon. We're really excited about. Thanks, my honey. Coming up next, the morning B Channel Q. When I tell you emotions are high this morning uh, after last night's Oscars and the wild weekend Michaela and I both had, that would be the understatement of the century. (laughs) We're going to be talking about Oscars all morning long. Obviously, everybody wants to hear our take on the slap. Uh, seen around the world, and we're going to be talking about that and what's popping in just a bit. Uh, but right now, we're going to do a checking in segment. Michaela, you did something really fantastic this weekend that you're super, super proud of, and I want to shine a spotlight on you. What did you do on camera? Thanks. You weren't at the Oscars. Thanks, honey. I wasn't at the Oscars. But well, you are going to be at another award show very soon that I also want you to t- tell us about because you have a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, I did something really special. I know that um, if you've been following us for long enough, you know that I lost my grandmother in 2020. Uh, and it was a difficult time. We, I got a lot of support from our listeners, and I really appreciate that. Well, because I think our listeners can relate. I think yeah. so many people lost people or had people fall sick to COVID or to whatever else the yeah. last two years. And, and you happened to lose your grandmother, which is so devastating. Yeah, it, it was devastating. And I got very destructive for 
a while. Um, also, I think what people can relate to. And so in order to like sort of help my mental health, I decided to go back into the studio and write, which eventually became an entire album. So I decided to do, I have a, I had a very rare opportunity that I don't take lightly, that I got to go back to my grandmother's house to shoot the album cover and recreate all the things that she did in her home, like making spaghetti, saying her prayers. Um, and so it was a very serious weekend for me because that was the house that I grew up in. Um, and that was the house that I stood on the fireplace and told my grandma and papa, I'm going to be a singer. And I had a spatula in one hand and to go back, it was so bittersweet because I was going back as a 34 year old singer to my grandma's house without my grandma and my papa there. So it felt a little bit haunting, but, um, it was such an experience and I feel like, uh, I never, th- I never thought that I would feel the way that I did. Uh, my uncle, who still lives there, which is why we still have access, thankfully, um, he's a bit of a hoarder. So I knew that the house was very messy, mm. and I didn't know if we were going to have the opportunity. And at the last minute, uh, someone was like, "Hoarders never change," and uh, you know, he's not all there. My uncle, he's dealt with so much. You know, we all have that weird uncle that yeah, we absolutely. love more than anybody sure in the world. He's my best friend. He had that house so spotless, opened the door in a suit, a navy blue suit, and Aww. had it completely ready. The house was beautiful. That's so beautiful. And it was just really nostalgic. I laid in my grandma's bed, um, and it was very emotional. Mm. And um, and it was just a really wonderful opportunity that I got to have. You'll see the photos out soon. But I, I do recommend, if you have the chance, to even just visit things that... Um, yeah. That you went to when you were little. For me, it was just very full circle because I just wanted to be a singer and I stood in that house and did my album cover shoot. I can't wait to see uh, the photos uh, and see uh, what this this album is going to do for you this year. Uh, It's going to be fantastic. And you've got some other exciting news I'm going to let you share in just a moment. Uh, I was in Seattle. I flew to Seattle just for a quick trip this weekend. We were flown up there actually by Amazon. uh, And we got... Uh, a private suite, floor seats, Billie Eilish, literally yes. at, the, at the corner of the stage, right there, uh, watching her perform with her brother Phineas, and she was absolutely phenomenal. And I know we all love Billie Eilish here at the Morning Beat, um, and the effortlessness of her performance and her yeah. voice, and the fact that she was out there in this insane stage setup, and she was flying through the air over people on the platforms and just everywhere and her audience and the way she took time every 30 minutes 20 30 minutes or so said okay let's all take a breath take a couple steps back pass out water she's just very very like tuned in to her fans and and they were so appreciative of it and then we got on a flight back to LA and apparently so did Billie Eilish because she and Phineas performed at the Oscars her song nominated uh, from No Time to Die uh, from Daniel Craig's final James Bond film, and she won an Oscar, the youngest uh, artist to win an Oscar, Golden Globe, and a Grammy. Take a listen to her acceptance speech. Oh my gosh, um, this is so unbelievable, I can scream. Um, thank you to our 007 family, Barbara Broccoli, Michael G. Wilson, um, MGM, Carrie Fukunaga, Daniel Craig, to Hans Zimmer, who's not here but is so amazing, Stephen Lipson, Johnny Marr for, for taking our song and making it worthy of James Bond, um, our managers Danny Brandon and Laura, we love you so much. <laughs> um, and thank you to Tony Seiler, we love you. Listen. 
I wanted to get to the part. There's a part where she thanks her mom and her dad for being not just, uh, it's so fantastic. She basically says, listen, thank you for being awesome parents and also just awesome humans. Oh, and to wow. see them as like equals is a, a beautiful moment. And she's so genuine. I love that. You know, listen, that's the way to do it. Lady Gaga won an Oscar for... Um, for Shallow. For Shallow. Yep. That's the way singers well, can do it. Billie Eilish also nominated for seven Grammy Awards this coming weekend. And uh, somebody could be in attendance to see her make some history. <laughs> Michaela's going to the Grammys. Honey, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I got invited to the Grammys. Come honey. on. I got invited with my mama, Sky. I don't even know how. I'm still laughing. What um, a weekend. It's going to be really great. We'll talk about it. But congratulations again to all the winners. I'm so happy you finally got to see Billy in person. She's incredible. She's iconic. Uh, and coming up, we're talking again. Chris Watt. Chris Rock and Will Smith. Apparently, their beef started years ago, and we'll discuss in What's Poppin'. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Channel Q. It's time for a first round of What's Poppin' and As Promised. We're diving into the Will Smith slap scene round the world. Michaela, what do you have for us? Listen, well, it appears that Chris Rock and Will Smith have been beefing long before the Oscars. Um... In 2016, the stand-up comic host of the Academy Awards where both Smith and his wife, Jada Pinkett, were the butts of some pointed barbs. Chris Rock made fun of Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, public avowal to boycott the show after another year of all-white acting nominees. He had said, Jada said she's not coming. I was like, isn't she on a TV show? Jada's going to boycott the Oscars. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. Uh, That was in 2016. However, then... Uh, he said Will was not nominated for concussion. I get it. You get mad. It's not fair that Will was this good and didn't get nominated. You're right. It's also not fair that Will was paid $20 million for the Wild Wild West. Uh, so that again, all these jokes that he had in yeah. 2016, I, and, and those and those landed. Those made sense to me. They made sense, and he didn't do anything. He knows what it, that it comes with the territory, and that's fine. They've worked together a lot. Um, however, this. 
just simply went too far because in 2022, he went after his wife, making a G.I. Jane uh, comment. We have that audio. Take a listen. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Now, listen, I, I think that he took it. Mm. Uh, he's not going to press charges, but Will did make sure to say, keep your name, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. Said it twice. Yelled it. And I don't think either of us condone violence. No. However, um... There's a lot of layers to this, and I think we've come to a time, especially coming out of this pandemic, we've been so on edge, and so many things have shifted culturally, that for me, comedians need to do better. Listen, comedians have gotten away, and I include myself, there are stand-up sets that I'm appalled at that I even did, because you could get away with them. The riskier, uh, the joke was, the more brave you were as a comedian, the more harsh things that you could say, but those days of making fun of people, the days of Kathy Griffin, the days of people laughing at other people for a joke, it's not, and also, this wasn't the Laugh Factory. This was the Oscars. Chris? And she also has alopecia and, and an undiagnosed disease that has made her hair fall out. And she's been very open about it on Red Table Talk and millions yes. and millions of people if have supported her. If this was cancer, you would yeah. not allow were, it. That part. That's the part people are missing, I think. If she were a cancer patient sitting there, nobody in that arena would have laughed. No. But that was not the case. So he felt like it was fair to go after one of the only black women sitting in the front of that entire auditorium at that moment. Even Venus and Serena, who, who's, who were the, the inspiration for the film King Richard, were up in a, a balcony seat. Um, so... It's just too much. And for her, for Chris Rock to go after Jaden in 2016, you know, that was probably a fight when Jaden Will got home saying, why didn't you defend me? Like, you don't know the conversations that are being had. Do you know that? She was like, why would you let that? So this time he was like, it's not going to go down again. I'm not saying I'm physically putting hands on somebody because I'm just not like that. But I also don't want to don't know what it's like to be a black man navigating Hollywood for this many years, having the weight of the world on your shoulders forever and constantly having to defend your woman who is uh, black women are notoriously not defended by anybody. Also, who dated Tupac, who obviously we love, and also, he's been, uh, the rumor mill about him being gay for so many years has been so toxic, and then he stands up, and he does the manly thing, and protecting his wife. For being a man. And now I mean, you just cannot win. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Again, don't condone violence, but also, uh, gosh, you can't, you gotta just stop do taking, better t- as don't a Don't talk about Because I tell you what, if I'm sitting front row and somebody starts dragging my fiance it's not gonna happen. and making fun of him, I'm doing something about that. And you and, and people can sit at their couches back home and have all these opinions but you don't ever know what it's like. To, you've never stepped foot in the arena. You don't no. know what it's like. Like we I I don't know what it's like to be Will Smith, but I've interviewed him many times and he's a lovely human and I in the proximity to this uh, this level of fame, I've seen time and time again how difficult it is to maintain appearances. Well, and I'm telling you, if Lisa and I went to the comedy store or a comedy show sitting up front and they started making fun of Lisa, yep. I know what's going to happen. Yep. I know that I signed up for it. I have given a non-verbal permission. But when I'm at the Oscars to accept an award for my hard work, I do not want Lisa, my partner, to be dragged on any kind of yeah, national why, level. Why, why, I didn't will, sign up why, for that. Why Jada? <clears throat> Twice now. Why Jada? 
that's too much. I think there's a familiarity. I think it's a, in Chris's defense, as a black man, it probably feels easier to, to if you're going to make fun of a woman, to make fun of a black woman because there's a familiarity there. And I right. think he overstepped. He overstepped. He yep. just did. All right, we're going to continue talking about uh, this particular thing throughout the show. But coming up, it's Money Mondays. What investments are worth your tax return? We have a specialist joining us to talk about it coming up in the next hour. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, we're definitely going to be talking more Oscars. Uh, we're going to be talking about the the slap scene around the world from a couple different perspectives as well. Uh, commercial breaks that maybe you did not see where uh, Denzel Washington, Bradley Cooper, Tyler Perry, and others com- uh, comforted Will Smith. Also, Amy Schumer's jokes... <laughs> afterwards were so good gotta gotta also shine a light on the fact that three women hosted the oscars last night we haven't really talked about that yet because of everything else going on which was also iconic and influencers on the red carpet a lot of queer influencers too uh invited to the oscars this year was it a was it a ploy to get more viewers did it work we'll see the the numbers are not out just yet i don't believe uh but we're going to be talking oscars all morning long but it's also money mondays in about 15 minutes we're talking about uh, how to invest your tax returns. Tax return season is here. You've got about three weeks, eh, almost, uh, left to get your taxes filed. What to do with that money? Uh, how to how to how to use it wisely? How to use it? How wisely, to make your money work baby. for you? And Money Monday is coming up in about fourteen minutes. Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have? All right, babe. Well, Kristen Crowley will officially lead the Los Angeles Fire Department after the City Council unanimously approved her appointment. Crowley is not only LA's first female fire chief; she's the department's first openly gay leader. She says her priorities will include promoting a work environment that is free of harassment, discrimination, and hazing, on top of maintaining firefighters' safety, health, and overall well-being. The Los Angeles LGBT Center calls the appointment a historic confirmation. Crowley now joins a handful of pioneering LGBTQ fire chiefs nationwide who are out and proud. And we salute her for being an LGBTQ role model who has been making a positive contribution to our city. Crowley is a 22-year department veteran who's currently a deputy chief. She'll take over when the current leader, Ralph Terrazas, retires in late March. There are opportunities for growth, innovations, accountability, and the creation of systemic equity and inclusion across the LAFD. I am ready, willing, and able to lead our great organization into the future. All right, another news in spite of the intense and sustained backlash to transgender discrimination in state governments by LGBTQ activists, the recent march of anti-transgender legislation continues in the South. This time, Louisiana legislators have taken up the fight, introducing two bills aimed at limiting transgender and LGBTQ individuals' rights. Both bills mirror similar legislation that has been introduced in other states, including Florida, Texas, and Idaho, among others. The first measure introduced by Republican Louisiana House Representative Gabe Furman would prevent transgender minors from receiving gender-affirming medical treatment. The other introduced by Republican Representative Jody Horton follows Florida's Don't Say Gay bill banning topics such as gender identity from classrooms throughout the 8th grade. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 76 in L.A. today, 61 in L.A. It's raining. It's raining, honey. It's raining all day. It's raining here? Yeah, and not men. I mean, actual rain. I was just in Seattle this weekend. You brought it with you. It rains there. You brought it with you, babe. 50 degrees and rainy all weekend. Great. A high of 33 in New York, a high of 81 in Houston, 76 in Palm Springs, and 76 in La Quinta. Did you say 33 in New York? 
Yeah. It's almost April. I know. I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous I at all. I'm not jealous. Okay, give us a vibe. Opportunities multiply as they are seized. So if you want more opportunities in your life, uh, take advantage of the ones in front of you and more will follow. Yes. Here's an opportunity for you, though. Channel Q wants to fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for a weekend getaway to see the chain smokers. Enter to win at wearechannelq.com. And here's what you could win. Uh, your chance at a round-trip airfare for two, a two-night hotel stay, and two tickets to see the Chainsmokers at one of their residencies at the Encore Beach Club. Just head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win a weekend getaway to Vegas. To Vegas. You were just there. I was just there. Vegas was a delight. Just a real treat. photos for your album cover. No big deal. No As you big prepare deal. to go to the Grammys this weekend. <laughs> I thought hanging out with Billie Eilish in Seattle made me cool, but here you go again. Honey, Always one-upping me. You are cool. You're the coolest. Yeah. All right, coming up, it's Money Mondays. What investments are worth your tax return? We're talking to a hustle queen and founder of ilikedodabble.com for some good tips on what to do next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. It's time for another round of Money Mondays here on The Morning Beat. We're about three weeks out from taxes being officially due. I haven't even made my appointment yet. My partner's getting his done in a couple days, and I have not scheduled my appointment. Come on! need to reach out to Patty, my tax girl, today. Um, But as we prepare for taxes, you know, what happens if you've got some money coming back? You've got a tax return coming in. Uh, Assuming that all the important stuff is taken care of, that your living expenses are met, uh, that your health is, you're in good health. Uh, Say you have a toothache and a a cavity needs filled. You've taken care of those sorts of things, right? Then after that, what do you do with your money? How do you make your money work for you? Well, Daniela Flores uh, is known as the side hustle queen and founder of ILikeToDabble.com, uh, a free money and side hustle resource blog. They're joining us right now. Daniela, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Thanks, Daniela. Good. How are you doing? Good. We want to make our money work for us. Yeah. How do we do that this tax season? Yes. Just like you said, first take care of all the living expenses, any health things you've been putting off. And then after that, like, look at your emergency fund. If you're still building that, it needs to go into that. Um, personally, I've been putting some of our refund money towards investments. So I put, you know, an extra contribution in my 401k and my IRA. Um, but then I also love to tell people, especially they're starting side hustles, that this is a great way to invest some of that money towards your side hustle. So, like, let's say if you need any of those legal things covered, like your business registration, um, filing a trademark. If you need any of your branding done, you can hire somebody with that money or, you know, invest it towards automating systems in your side hustle. Those are a couple of great ways to invest it. I think this is really great because I didn't come from any money growing up, like a lot of people, and I did not learn about investments. I didn't learn about anything um, in school to this capacity. And so now that I'm in my 30s, I really do want to make money off of my money. But it. I really don't know where to go. I'm also not very much into tech. I feel like, though, that the software business would be a good one. So for things that feel unfamiliar, how do you sort of navigate what exactly to invest in? So, I mean, that would be dependent on the person's specific needs and, like, where they are in their life and what their um, current finances look like, too. So if they want to put more towards their investments, let's say they have a 401k or IRA already open, Um, then they can go into that and then kind of opt to see how much they want to put into that and then put it right into that that account. And then, of course, make sure that that account is also already has 
that it already has investments selected to invest in because that's one of the number one mistakes is that people open retirement accounts. They'll put money into it, but then they never select any investments to actually invest into. So like on your 401k, that'd be your target date funds. But maybe in your IRA, you have more flexibility like index funds um, or anything like that. Uh, And then folks that want to open a new one, uh, a great tool to start get started with is just Vanguard.com. They have a great IRA and then M1 Finance is something I use. It's pretty friendly, especially for newbie investors. And they have all the research kind of included in the tool, too. It makes it um, really easy to use. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we're at a time right now where we're coming out of a pandemic for two years and still very much in it, but kind of trying to move past it, right, as Americans. And we see inflation at 7.5% or whatever it is currently today. And then gas prices. The other day I went to get gas. It was $7.99 a gallon. So for people who are feeling a little bit panicky, like, well, maybe I should just hold on to my money this year because I'm afraid to invest it. uh, What might you say to those people? Ooh, then I would say follow your gut, put that into your emergency fund, and then make sure your emergency fund is in a high-yield savings account. So high-yield savings accounts will give you kind of this interest every month in this dividend kind of form that goes back into your bank account, but that's based on like the entire money that's in that account. They take a percentage from it. Usually the average right now is like 0.5%, which doesn't seem like much, but it's way more than your current bank is giving you, which is zero. Mm. So that's what I have for, you know, for emergency funds, which, I mean, 100%, the peace of mind is better than anything else. So put that in your emergency fund if you feel like you need it. Peace of mind, that's a good one. Listen, peace of mind is great. And I think that like even, I think we should stress the importance, even if you don't have it, even just putting $5 a week away is better than nothing, right? Like even if you just keep it in an envelope in your closet, putting just something away for a rainy day really ends up being beneficial. So don't get frustrated if you don't have a hundred dollars. Listen, there are smarter ways, like you said, that there are so many apps and, and different ways to learn how to make your money work for you. My grandmother, I think when she passed away, she had like $40,000 in shoe boxes hidden throughout her house. Mm-hmm. And that was her plan. Just imagine what she could have done with that money if that actually sat somewhere and made some more money off of itself over the years. Um, but so, so your your advice is first and foremost, uh, take care of what you need to take care of. Make sure you're okay, and then also have that sort of that, that emergency fund ready to go. Uh, is there a dollar amount when people are trying to start their first emergency fund? Right? Is there a dollar amount that you sort of aim at, or is it vary based on where you are in the country or where you are in your career? Well, personally, I would tell people to start with when they're building their emergency fund, at least aim for that first month of living expenses. So Mm. so that dollar amount for that person should be their living expenses for one month. And then from there, they can build it up to a three-month emergency fund. And if they think they need it, maybe a three- to six-month emergency fund. We we definitely put that time limit a little further to that three- to six emergency fund because of, you know, what happened with the pandemic and so many folks needing that Mm -hmm. extra money. Yeah, a lot of them tapped into it the last couple of years. Yeah, but we're rebuilding. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Well, Daniela, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Daniela Flores, side hustle queen and founder of I Like to Dabble.com. We appreciate you joining us and giving us some Money Monday tips. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I hope you all have a great week. You, you too. too. Thank you. Okay, well, obviously, everybody's talking about the Oscars, Will Smith to Chris Rock, but it wasn't just A-list celebrities that attended. Find out who else was there and why we think it's important. Coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. All right, so last night at the Oscars were wild. It was a different Oscars for many, many reasons. Produced by Will Packer, uh, who is an HBCU grad. He went to Florida A&M. And I actually have some friends who all graduated from there around the same time. And to see them all sort of soar right now is a big, big deal. uh, Because what he was able to do last night at the Oscars, you know, the Oscars that for many years were called hashtag Oscars so white, were produced by an all-black production team. Incredible. Never happened in the history of the Oscars. And and he really wanted it to be an all-black team to say, listen, we can do this. We need to be behind the scenes. We need to play play a role in every single every single part of this process. And 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 we're here. And we can't just win an, an award every now and then. You know, it's been 20 years since Halle Berry won for Best Actress. Insane. And not one woman of color has won since. And as she said, she goes, it makes it breaks my heart that all these years later, there's nobody standing next to me yet. Well, I think it's interesting because this creates such a big conversation, having it be so diverse. Mm-hmm. I will say that I know just white people in general that are like, okay, love the diversity, but am I going to get hired anymore? That, but that's also true. And, and I've struggled with that to some degree because it used to be for me that as a gay man, that was like too edgy. It was too much. And then all of a sudden this thing happened where as a white cis gay man, now I've been like, le- there's like a leapfrog situation going on to a, to a degree. And on one hand, I'm like, I support it. I love it. We tuned in to watch our, our good friend Naz Perez last night, strong Latinx woman uh, doing the, the pre-show and the after show for, uh, for E! Fantastic. And she was sitting with three other, well, two other women of color and Shangela, which is also iconic. Yeah. But again, it's like, you look at it, it's four women. And it's four women of color, and that is beautiful, and it's great. Um, so I understand how some people feel uncomfortable, but if we need to feel uncomfortable for a while to like sort of like right the wrongs, well, I'm good with it. Because listen, because you say that, and then you go, well, imagine how all black people felt, women, forever, forever. people of color, mm-hmm. seeing all white, and them going, that's not fair. Like, I'm more talented. Why am I not getting the job? Watching these shows for years. Yep. Well, truth be told. All white. Here's the thing. There's a lot of talented people out there. And there always yeah. have been. They just don't always get the shine. They get just the opportunity. don't get the room. So th- th- I- I'm happy to take a step back. I was not at the Oscars this year. But I mean, I was flown to Seattle to see Billie Eilish front row this weekend. So I'm not struggling, people. So I'm good. And I was on the couch with my partner and my dog and a tuna poke bowl last night watching the Oscars and living my best life. 
some other people living their best lives, influencers. One thing I noticed about the Oscars this year, uh, some of our friends were there. And the Oscars used to just be like the Hollywood elite, right? TV stars yeah, were not there. Yeah, it felt almost untouchable. Yes. It well, was not, you could not get your hands on it's it. It's changing because like influencers like Ricky Thompson, who we love and adore, Ian Paget. Uh, who was just on our podcast, Confess Your Mess. We hung out with them the other day. We've got the same publicist. Uh, also, Terrell Grice, also just on our podcast. They were all there last night, and all these influencers were brought in to, you know, shake it up a bit. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's great because, look, whether or not you like it, um, not you, I mean, just in general, mm-hmm. this is where the world is going. Ricky Thompson is hilarious. So sweet, He's amazing. Too. And also social media is just a takeover. It just is. And I think that in order to get the views, because also respectfully in the past, the Oscars has not done well. Their ratings have not been They've well. They've been struggling. These award shows, the Grammys is coming up this weekend. People don't care this about what, the award shows This anymore. is what happens when the industry holds on to spaces with such a grip. These spaces that have been dominated by old cis white guys predominantly. Yeah. And the women they love. Yeah. For an entire, like, generations. That's it. That's all it's ever been. And they were, the Oscars traditionally are so stuffy. It's why I work the Golden Globes, and they have their own problems they're dealing with right now. But the Golden Globes has always been known as Hollywood's party, right? It's favorite party. And it makes us TV and film and all these other things. Whereas the Oscars have always been super uptight. I mean, years ago when I came into the industry, everyone was like, oh, God, I have to cover the Oscars. Because it was so, so stuffy. It's changing, and it makes people uncomfortable. And to think that it's produced by an all-black team, of a producer and a production team, that but you could see it in the representation last night. Also, do we have that bit of Amy Schumer? Do we have it? Do you have her a little bit? I want to point out that Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, and Amy Schumer were the hosts of the show last night. And Amy Schumer, she knows how to read a room. This is moments after uh, she changes out of a Spider-Man costume, by the way, and comes back out into the arena, into the auditorium, at, at, at the uh, the Dolby and says, uh, this is after the Will Smith slap, and she says this. I love West Side Story. Did you see it? It's so good. Oh, I've been getting out of that Spider-Man costume. Did I miss anything? <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's like a different vibe in here. <laughs> Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Listen, this is a topic dividing the globe right now. It's the slap heard around the world. Uh, Chris Rock makes a joke. Will Smith reacts. Uh, We don't condone any sort of physical violence. But also, I I, I think a piece of the puzzle that's missing from some people right now, and a lot of people are on their high horses right now. A lot of people where I come from who claim to be Bible beaters and very religious and like, this is unchristian, right? It's un whatever. I do want to remind you, John 1, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Words matter. Words are powerful, and there are repercussions to your words. Does that mean I think that physically slapping somebody is the answer? Of course not. But Chris Rock and other comedians need to be aware that if they're going to drag people and drag people's spouses in front of hundreds of millions of people in front of a live global audience— you better be ready for the blowback. 
And unfortunately, it was a friend of his who reacted last night. Uh, but it's an unfortunate moment. Uh, Michaela, you have some more details for us, I know, in what's popping. What's going on? So Denzel Washington and Bradley Cooper were seen comforting Will Smith at the 2022 Oscars after the King Richard star slapped Chris Rock over a joke he made about his wife. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter's columnist Scott Feinberg captured the moment when Washington approached Smith during a commercial break and then went on to share it onto Twitter. He captioned the clip, During the commercial break, Will Smith is pulled aside and comforted by Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry, who motioned for him to brush it off. Feinberg added, Will appears to wipe tears from his eyes as he sits back down with Jada, with Denzel comforting Jada and Will's rep by his side. Smith confirmed during his actor speech, his best actor speech, that Washington told him, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. It seems that Smith needed to be calmed down further after Washington's pep talk because Cooper was then seen chatting with Smith during the break. Not exactly sure what Bradley had to say, uh, but they did speak for a moment. Uh, If you've missed this crazy situation, uh, it's been all over the tabloids this morning and yesterday that uh, Will Smith was defending his wife. And it's crazy what it's bringing out in people. It's so divided. Some people are applauding Will Smith for defending his wife. Some people are applauding Chris Rock for not just simply walking off stage. We're going to go in-depth on our opinions about what we think. Uh, but that's a little what's popping for you. Just the A-list celebrities that really gathered around Will Smith supporting him. To watch Bradley Cooper and him chat for as long as they did and, did and hug was just really touching. And Denzel, of course, is like the godfather of every black actor. After it was Sidney Poitier, then it was Denzel. And Will Smith has looked up to him as a mentor for so long. It's just a heartbreaking moment all around. Absolutely. Well, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk in depth between Jessica Chastain, Ariana DeBose, winning a historic Oscars, and of course, the fight between Will and Chris coming up in the next hour. The Morning Channel Q. It was the slap heard around the world last night at the Oscars. We're breaking it all down in about 13 minutes. Will Smith, Chris Rock, but also there were some pretty memorable, fantastic moments that happened last night. One of them for a member of our community. We want to sh- shine a light on that as well, even though everybody's talking about the slap. Uh, and we also have our opinions, which might uh, differ from yours. And we're okay with that. Yeah. And you should be too. As long as we're having the conversation, that's what it's all about. There was one moment last night that we haven't really talked about much yet that had me in tears. It was the moment that Lady Gaga went on stage to present an Oscar with Liza Minnelli. And and Liza Minnelli, who is is well past her prime, but still looks uh, happy as ever. Uh, and and this was actually Lady Gaga's idea to invite Liza Minnelli to, to, to present this Oscar with her, with her. Take a moment to listen to this audio. Now we're going to show you something else, and then we're, we're going, going to tell you who it is. Are right now. Oh, good. <laughs> I got you. Oh, my heart. So when sweet. Gaga leans in and says, I got you. Yeah, well, listen, nearly 50 years ago, uh, Liza Minnelli performed uh, in the f- her performance for Cabar- in Cabaret. Mm. And um, 50 years ago, again, was not that long ago. And to now be up there so raw, a little bit out of it, and to have Gaga be like, listen, girl, it's all good. It was a very sweet moment. Well, Liza kept saying, this is so exciting to be out there under the lights. And yeah. the stage looked incredible last listen, night. Listen, Lady Gaga, Gaga and Liza Minnelli are the duo we needed. Like, the gays were losing it. Well, kudos to Lady Gaga. She's been working with Tony Bennett. She recorded his last album with him, performed his last performance live because he has a dementia or Alzheimer's, I believe. And, And just to be, like, shining a spotlight on 
these icons. Well, it's so important. We don't have them for very much longer, and it mm-hmm. really is because of Tony Bennett, Liza Minnelli. Really, she's so close to her Italian culture, and to really go back to these iconic Italian performers. Mm. It's amazing to see her do. We don't want to completely lose sight of them. It's good yeah. to introduce this younger generation to uh, to yeah. Tony and Liza, Remind and I think it's them. beautiful. Yeah, it was another beautiful night that we did want to highlight. Right now, though, it's time for News on the Beat. What do you have for us? All right, people, a liberal, a liberal organization is putting billboards up all over Florida to respond to the Don't Say Gay bill with just two short words, Say Gay. Uh, HB 1557 would ban teachers and schools from including discussions of LGBTQ people in curriculum, something that equality advocates have said will make LGBTQ youth feel ashamed as if their identity is so bad that it can't be mentioned in polite company. The bill has passed. The state legislator and Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to sign it. Nevertheless, the super PAC Southern Progress is putting up billboards denouncing it in Tallahassee, Orlando, and Jacksonville for a month that say gay in bold capital letters. Another billboard design will just say gay. Ron DeSantis and Florida Republicans have pissed us all off, tweeted Adam Parkomenko, a Democratic strategist who's working on the campaign. So this week we are going to cover the state of Florida in these in response. Something really fabulous happened at the Oscars as well, but we'll have that for you in What's Poppin'. Just another shout out to Florida. And to our community. Yes, I love to see it. Mm. Now for now, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of... Uh, 81 in Houston, 58 in San Francisco, a high of 77 in La Quinta, 76 in Cathedral City, a high of 77 in Palm Springs, and 61 in LA with lots of rain. I love it. I kind of wanted a rainy day today. I can see that. We're privileged. We always have sunny days. I just got back from Seattle. I'm good. I like it. I want it. It's cozy, guy. All right. Give us a vibe. Opportunities multiply as they are seized. And here's an opportunity for you to seize right now. Channel Q wants to fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for a weekend getaway to see the chain smokers enter to win over at wearechannelq.com. For your chance to win a round-trip airfare for two, two nights hotel stay, and two tickets to see the Chainsmokers at one of their residencies at the Encore Beach Club. It's a really cool venue. You're going to love it. Uh, again, head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to enter a weekend in Vegas. I love that. It's like a frog right now. Vark. Last week I was stuffed up. This week I sound like a frog. <laughs> I think you sound good. You never know what you're going to get here on the morning beat. Never, baby. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. You know, something I wish they would have taught in school is how to get what you want through communication, right? And communication has changed so much since I was in school. It used to be you literally just talk to somebody. Then emails kind of came around, instant messenger came around, and then phones started happening, and everything evolved very quickly. This generation communicates primarily through text. It's a very different world. A thousand. Um, But uh, I remember, gosh, what was the book I read? Was it Dale Carnegie? Um... Oh, gosh, what is the title of the book? Vanessa, will you look up Dale Carnegie book? I know, I know. Seven, How to Influence People, people and, and Win yeah. Everything. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Do you want to know something? What? Because of that book. How to Win flu- Friends and Influence, influence people. people. Because of that yes. book, that's why I have this job. I'm not kidding you. I was reading that book in 2018, and I hit a chapter where it said, say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And I got a call about this job, and immediately it was a no, because I was like, I, I don't know I don't know if I can do this job. And I said no to the person that, that asked me if I wanted it. And I immediately followed back with, I'm sorry, 
Yes. And if it wasn't for that book, mm. I would not be here today. I, I love that I book. I listen to it's an oldie very but a dated. goodie. Uh, very dated. But also, <laughs> there's a lot of really great stuff in there. And, and somebody uh, has taken to social media to sort of update some of that. The professional way to tell your colleagues what you really think about them. Because it's so easy. And we're not taught this as kids, right? Many of us are not. Uh, we, we, we end up communicating in ways that can be sometimes toxic and that don't actually get us what we want because it's great to feel good and prove a point and everything else. But if it doesn't get you closer to your goal, in the end, you're really not furthering your own agenda in any way, shape or form. Uh, so, for instance, one of these, uh, if you want to say to somebody, why don't you ask me for this sooner? Right. It's a common thing you might say to a colleague uh, or to maybe your partner who needs you to do something. Instead of saying that, maybe you should say, Given the tight turnaround, it would have been beneficial to have been looped in on this sooner. Okay. You say the same thing without saying the same thing, and you lose some of the tone. I love it. Do you have audio for us, Vanessa? Uh, Go ahead and play it. How do you professionally say that sounds like a you problem? Uh, I believe that falls within your scope of responsibilities, but I'm happy to support where it makes sense. Why didn't you ask me for this sooner? Given the tight turnaround, it would have been beneficial to have been looped in on this sooner. Stop emailing me so often. To ensure that information does not get lost, let's reduce frequency of communication so that updates are only provided once more details have been established. Oh, so Listen good. Listen to me. One thing I've learned in therapy, and I love therapy for this reason, I was not a good communicator even just last year. I had no idea how to use my vocabulary in a way that benefited me without harming anybody else. And sometimes it would just completely shut me down. And then I wouldn't stand up for myself and I was resentful. Yep. Now... I'm learning. You can say anything you want to say. Absolutely. Depending on how you find the words to say it. Sure. And this makes so much sense to me. You can literally stand up for yourself without being hurtful, but getting to the point. I think it's more so people just don't have the vernacular to do so. So I love this. Well, how about when your boss wants you to stay late to work on something? Instead of saying, I'm not staying late to deal with this, you might say, my work day concludes at five, but I would be happy to prioritize this first thing tomorrow. Or what if you're, what if they, what if, what if you want to tell somebody, stay in your lane? Like, mind your own business, basically. Instead, you might say, thank you for your input. I'll keep that in mind. So so when I'm really good at doing this for other people, I'll say. For myself, I tend to, like, react, and I've had to work on that a lot. But I remember early on when you started working together, Michaela, you would ask me for advice sometimes on, like, how do I text this to somebody? How do I say this? And I'm great at giving advice. I'm great at rewriting emails that my partner writes as well. Right. He'll be doing a professional email, like, nope, drop this word, add this word. You sound... It, it, you sound more professional if you say it this way and you're going to get what you want. He's like, well, I want to let them know. I'm like, well, what do you want though? It doesn't matter what you're going to let them know. Right. That's just going to make you look like childish and immature. But what do you actually want to get out of this? Now, when it comes to me, I tend to be reactive and I just fire off texts and emails without thinking about it. And my partner will be like, hey, maybe you should just hit pause for a second and wait. I'm like, I don't care. Send. And then like two minutes later, I'm you're like, like, crap. Uh, but that's but here's why. Because I think it's really important that you um, stand up for yourself. Yes. I think that setting boundaries and uh, and saying, no, I'm not comfortable with that should absolutely uh, be a part of your lifestyle. Yes. But I think that people get so nervous to do that because they don't know how that they get reactive, emotional, how, how, defensive. How many times have you sent an email or a text to somebody a business uh, in a business situation or setting where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so uncomfortable to see what they're going to say. Maybe you're asking for more money. Maybe you're asking for more time or more something or a favor or, or a helping hand in something. And it's so terrifying to Listen, send it. I'm going to switch gears a little bit, but um, it, there's a point here. 
There is a music producer who I will no longer work with. We had a meeting about seven years ago. I was made to feel very, very uncomfortable. Mm. And I no longer wanted to work with him ever again. I didn't fully stand up for myself because seven years ago, that made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. He actually texted me yesterday. Ooh. Hey, how are you? And I was like, what? And normally me would go, I'm good. Uh, just play into the game. Yep. And I very respectfully let him know that I do not appreciate the way he does business. I was made to feel very uncomfortable and that I would no longer uh, be taking texts or calls from him if he continued to do so. And uh, basically, I just didn't like his lack of professionalism. To which he genuinely did respond with narcissism and defense. But... That's no longer my problem. That's a you problem. Mm. I was very nervous to stand up for myself. But there's nothing wrong with standing up for yourself when you do it the right way. And I felt better about an issue that was lingering for me for about seven years. Uh, yeah. He didn't respond properly. But once they respond, it's no longer your business. That's on him. And so I love that TikTok uh, provides so many great tools. So many people learn so many things on TikTok. I, listen, Lisa lives on TikTok. I know she does. She just loves it there. She does, and she fixes things. I like that, too. Uh, okay, I also like Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer. They... Uh, and Regina Hall. And Regina Hall. Mm-hmm. They were very funny yesterday at the Oscars. I feel like this kind of got slid over, but we've got the audio, and they're talking right to Ron DeSantis coming up in What's Poppin'. The Morning B. Channel Q. So much happened last night at the Oscars, but we can't forget that three hilarious women, uh, two women of color, by the way, and one who is a member of our community, (laughs) were at the helm for the entire night. They happened to be on a bit of a hiatus during the slap, which was weird and awkward for a long time (laughs) after. Uh, But... Let's highlight some of their their best moments from the Oscars last night. Michaela Gordon, what's popping? Listen, I love this so much. Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and Regina Hall came out swinging as they took aim at the Academy, Hollywood, the government, the nominees, and even themselves. Uh, Now, it's very funny because they decided to completely uh, send a message to Ron DeSantis and Florida. Take a listen. We're going to have a great night uh, tonight. And for you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Now, as you know, uh, Ron DeSantis wanted to pass the bill, don't say gay. But obviously, what are award shows if they don't have any real messaging? And they sent a very strong message to Ron DeSantis. I love this. I mean, I think that... I remember when celebrities started having any sort of political opinion and people on Facebook were like, they're celebrities. They need to entertain us and keep their mouths shut. Yeah, like they're dancing monkeys or something. Yeah, uh-huh. And now it's turned into uh, just so much more. And uh, and I think the women were fabulous. I think it was a much-needed icebreaker after everything that was happening. Uh, and I love and Wanda Sykes. And they're all so iconic in their own ways, too. Amy Schumer at one point said, this year the Academy hired three women to host because it's cheaper than hiring one man. I Love it. Well, because Wanda Sykes was on Jimmy Kimmel last week, and he was like, what are they paying you? And she was like, oh, I think it's scale. He's like, this is what I made. And he told her, live on air. Stop. And she was like, ooh, that's a lot more than they're paying me. What did they pay him? They only paid him $15,000, which is not that much. I get paid that for sometimes if I go work one day somewhere. So the Oscars is not about the money necessarily. It's about the notoriety and what it can do for your career afterwards. 
So there's different value. It's sort of like the Super Bowl halftime performers don't get paid anything. Yeah. They actually pay to perform, but why not? Like, give them a change. So I bet they probably divided 15 grand between three women. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Listen, it doesn't matter. They spoke on it. They said what they said. They're hilarious, though. And I love it. They're so, so, at one point, they made a a Harvey Weinstein joke that was, like, really, like, just, wow. I was like, ooh. Listen, I'm proud of them. I think that they should. I think that historically women have had to keep their mouths shut. And I think that women are tired of it and they don't need to. I don't think anyone should have to keep their mouths shut. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, you say what you say. The repercussions that follow with it may be a punch in the face. Um, But other than that, do what you got to do. All right. Coming up in our final hour. Have your allergies just been horrific? Is it due to climate change? We have a doctor joining us to talk, I'm sorry, not a doctor, uh, head of Department of Climate and Space Sciences and Engineering from the University of Michigan to discuss what could really be going on next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat in this final hour. Uh, have you found yourself asking, are my allergies worse than normal? Yes. Are they starting a little bit sooner this season? Yes. What's going on? If you listen to our show the last two weeks, I sounded insane because I was so congested and so much drainage constantly from my own allergies, sneezing on air, trying my best to get through. <laughs> they're a little better this week. Uh, they're actually a lot better. I still sound yeah. a little rough. Um, but if you're like me and many others, you're not alone. Uh, and we've actually got an expert joining us on the show this hour. by talking about climate change and how it's impacting our allergies. So make sure you tune in in about 15 minutes. Uh, can't even begin to pronounce her name right now, so I'm going to wait until we talk to her so I make sure I get that right for you. But she is very, very well-versed on this topic, and she's joining us here on The Morning Beat in about 13 minutes. Right now, though, it's time for News on the Beat. Michaela, what do you have? All right, well, Kristen Crowley will officially lead the Los Angeles Fire Department after the city council unanimously approved her appointment. Crowley is not only LA's first female fire chief, she's the department's first openly gay leader. She says her priorities will include promoting a working environment that is free of harassment, discrimination, and hazing on top of maintaining firefighters' safety, health, and overall well-being. The Los Angeles LGBT Center calls the appointment a historic confirmation. Crowley now joins a handful of pioneering LGBTQ fire chiefs nationwide who are out and proud, and we salute her for being an LGBTQ role model who has been making a positive contribution to our city. Crowley is a 22-year-old department veteran who's currently a deputy chief. She'll take over when the current leader, Ralph Terrazas, retires in late March. There are opportunities for growth, innovations, accountability, and the creation of systemic equity and inclusion across the LAFD. I am ready, willing, and able to lead our great organization into the future. Now, in other news, in spite of the intense and sustained backlash to transgender discrimination in state governments by LGBTQ activists, the recent march of anti-transgender legislation continues in the South. This time, Louisiana legislators have taken up the fight, introducing two bills aimed at limiting transgender and LGBTQ individuals' rights. Both bills mirror similar legislation that has been introduced in other states, including Florida, Texas, and Idaho, among others. The first measure introduced by Republican Louisiana House Representative Gabe Furman would prevent transgender minors from receiving gender-affirming medical treatment. The other, introduced by Republican Representative Dodie Horton, follows Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, banning topics such as gender identity from classrooms through the 8th grade. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 33 in New York, 
61 in LA, 76 in Vegas, 70 in Palm Springs, 59 in San Francisco, 76 in Cathedral City, and 77 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. I do also want to point out Odyssey just reported reported this a little bit ago. You mentioned it off air. Our parent company said that Page Six is reporting that uh, Sean Diddy Combs has confirmed The Rock and Will Smith left everything in the past as they both attended the Vanity Fair Oscars bash after the show last night. A lot of people wondered where Chris or Chris Rock went. He said that's not a problem. That's over. I can confirm that. It's all love. They're brothers. Listen, sometimes families fight. We don't condone violence here at the Morning Beat. We do not. But that doesn't mean we can't empathize with both men involved, uh, which we do very we much. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. Amen. Complicated conversations. Who knew? We can have them. Who knew? Uh, here's your vibe of the day. Opportunities multiply as they are seized. It's time for you to seize an opportunity because Channel Q wants to fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for a weekend getaway to see the Chainsmokers. They're so talented. They're really nice guys. Uh, head over to WeAreChannelQ.com right now for your chance to win round-trip airfare for two, two-night hotel stay and two tickets to see the show at Encore Beach Club. Chainsmokers in Vegas, baby. WeAreChannelQ.com. Go enter for your chance to win. And also, good luck. Good luck. All right, coming up, are your allergies horrific? Is it due to climate change? We have the Department of Climate and Space Sciences and Engineering of University of Michigan joining us to discuss in seven minutes. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Is climate change the reason your allergies are so bad this year? I'll tell you what, if you've been listening to our show for a couple of weeks, you know that mine have been worse than ever. I could barely breathe for a couple of weeks. I'm a little bit better today, Um, but they're bad. So we want to get some answers because this is impacting people across the country uh, who have allergies and they're getting worse and worse and worse. Now, you know it's bad when we reach out to an expert from the University of Michigan. If you listen to our show, you know that I'm a proud graduate of The Ohio State University and Michigan is our big arch rival. But I'm putting that all aside because (laughs) I want to feel better. And here to help us make sense of this new study released by the University of Michigan is Yingxiao Zhang from the Department of Climate and Space Sciences and Engineering. Yingxiao, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Of course. Now, this is a really interesting study because this study says that allergy season is going to start a lot earlier than normal and be far more intense because of the climate crisis. Uh, How so? Uh, that's correct. They are actually already seeing that trend in the past 30 years. It's mainly because the temperature increase. So the warmer temperature would make pollen season start earlier, and it also extends that flowering season to make the pollen emitting season become longer. Mm. Now, what are some things that our listeners can be doing? Because pollen, I feel like, can often be deadly as well. It can send people into uh, an allergic shock. Are, are there ways to start preparing uh, earlier in advance for something uh, so intense? Uh, that's what they are also trying to do now. They are trying to like make our study more useful. Currently, they are trying to incorporate our pollen model in the air quality forecasting system. So in the future, if it works, like uh, people in different regions can know like what the future daily pollen condition would be, and they can plan ahead. Well, the study was just uh, published uh, last week in the Nature Communications Journal, uh, and research also found that pollen counts could climb by up to 250%. Now, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, 
More than 24 million people in the United States experience pollen-induced respiratory allergies, or oftentimes called hay fever. Um, and so you're saying, though, in a sense, that where it's getting warmer, is that where it's going to get worse? Is it going to be better for climates that are getting a little bit cooler in other areas? Uh, yeah, actually, like in the cooler areas, like the north, uh, north regions, north United States, the climate change would be worse over there because we saw like a higher temperature increase. Mm. So when the temperature gets warmer, northern regions actually would be worse than the southern regions. So it's basically into the pollen extinction. So it's basically wow. getting bad everywhere. Explain to our listeners though, pollen. Like, what is the point of it? Like, why is it so important though for just for just the environment? Uh, take out the human aspect mm-hmm. and the allergies of it all. Pollen is important because. Oh yeah, pollen is like a, one of the production methods for the plants uh, to reproduce. So they produce pollen to fertilize the other flowers and produce their seeds. It's actually one of the very important process uh, for their like uh, living of uh, 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 during their living time. Mm. Well, I think it's really important that we have this conversation because people do get sick. A recent UN climate report emphasized greenhouse gas could be removed from the atmosphere by planting more trees and plants in green spaces, which is what we want, of course. And not all trees um, produce pollen, which is good, but it's there. There's going to be more of it. And the studies that you're doing are so important uh, because people can really, really get sick. So it's learning how to live with something as it exponentially grows. Yeah. And what uh, what other choices as humans, uh, based on your research, could we be making right now to sort of mitigate uh, the, the the impact of climate change to help reduce pollen? Is there anything we can do? Yes, definitely. The pollen, the dramatic pollen increase is mainly uh, triggered by the high carbon dioxide concentration. So if now we are trying to reduce the carbon dioxide emission, like a uh, uh, try to use more public transportation, try to like work more, bicycle more instead of driving everywhere and try to save energy. It's still like it would be very helpful to reduce the carbon dioxide emission and reduce the pollen increase. So get those bicycles out there and, and reduce the... Listen, we, we're down to a one car home and we used to always have two cars and now it doesn't make as much sense for us. It's bad for the environment. So we share a car now. Yeah, yep. I think it's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us to have these very important conversations and all the research that you're doing. Of course, thank you for having me today. Take care. Tell me something good. Oh, what a day. What a 24 hours it's been since the Oscars and the slap heard around the world. But we here at Channel Q want to shine some extra light on our girl Ariana DeBose. Now, she's been here on the show. We absolutely love her. And last night, she did become the first openly queer woman of color to win an Oscar. It is still uh, it is still uh, Women's History Month right now, and, and she made history last night. Uh Let's take a listen to her, a little bit of her Oscar speech. Imagine this little girl in the backseat of a white Ford Focus. Look into her eyes. You see a queer, openly queer woman of color, an Afro-Latina, who found her strength in life through art. And that's what I believe we're here to celebrate. So, so to anybody who has ever questioned your identity, ever, 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 or find your, you find yourself living in the gray spaces, I promise you this, there is indeed a place for us. Oh, a line right Gorgeous. out of West Side Story. There's a place for us. Ariana DeBose winning uh, for Best Supporting Actress for playing uh, Anita. 
uh, 60 years after Rita Moreno, who was in the audience, by the way. Amazing. 60 years after she won for the same role, I... Iconic. And Iconic. I also do want to point out um, a good good friend of ours, Naz Perez, covered the red carpet last night in the after show for E! And she said, I just love that she wore red. She's like, was it a little nod to the underlining of the dress, the yellow dress she wore in West Side Story that's become so iconic. It's on all the posters. And just like the thoughtfulness of it all, she looked stunning last night. She represented our community well. Yes. On a night that was very much about Will and Chris, she stood out to me. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, this is more great news. Philanthropist Mackenzie Scott, the ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, has donated $436 million to Habitat for Humanity, calling it a transformational donation. Jonathan Reckford, CEO of Habitat for Humanity International, said this incredibly generous gift will allow us to dramatically increase capacity and implement programs that will have a multi-generational impact on communities around the U.S. and our global mission for many years to come. Now, Ms. Scott has given away $8 billion in the past two years to hundreds of charities after a divorce from Jeff Bezos left her with 4% of Amazon's shares. She has signed the giving pledge through which many billionaires have promised to donate more than half of their wealth. 84 Habitat affiliates in the U.S. will receive the bulk of the donation, while the international nonprofit will use its $25 million portion to fundamentally increase the supply of affordable housing and advocate for policy proposals and legislation that enable access to affordable housing through its cost of home campaign. She's incredible. Listen, affordable housing is a crisis in our country. I was in Seattle, Jeff Bezos' hometown, over the weekend, and I had I had dinner in uh, well, Amazon, they built the, these spheres up there, this in, like like this jungle, indoor jungle. And we had dinner there and talked about their climate pledge and, and all the work that McKenzie's doing is really fantastic, taking half his money and giving it away. Listen. But I was also at the Habitat for Humanity Gala a few weeks ago, and the work they do is so inspirational. So inspirational. going to do a lot. I love it so much. Well, thank you, as always, for listening to our show. We'll have a great show for you the rest of this week as well. But for now, stick around for three hours of really great music and then hang out for Let's Go There and then end your night off with Love Line with Dr. Chris next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.